This is the Past Life Coaching Podcast. Follow me, Monet Florence Combs, into the depths of the subconscious mind, where all of the wisdom you care to seek is stored within your soul's memory, where we embrace and integrate all the parts of ourselves and all the lives we've ever lived and are yet to live. Hi. How are we doing out here? I know that I dropped three sessions on you with pretty minimal information about how it all works. And I just wanted to do a check-in episode, see how you're feeling out there and answer some questions that I get a lot and questions that have come up since I uh, started sharing these sessions with the world. So let's do that. Why don't we start with talking about what I do and how it works in the first place. If you've made it this far, congratulations. You have passed the uh, woo test or something. (laughs) That means that you are not afraid of this work. So uh, congrats to you. That's awesome. That means you're you're ready to um, explore the subconscious and the quantum realm and spirituality in a less conventional way than is usually talked about. So first, I want to talk a little bit about how this... Uh, past life regression work, which is uh, another, the fancy word for it, which is what the method that I use is quantum healing hypnosis, how, how it came about, where to come from, and what is it? So there was this woman, her name was Dolores Cannon. She just recently passed away a couple of years ago. And she was the one who accidentally discovered this work. This was in the 1960s, before there was a metaphysical movement, before, um, you know, people, you you couldn't just go to a, a Google search or a metaphysical bookstore to look up uh, study these interesting subjects. They didn't really exist yet. This was kind of the the dawn of this movement. And so Dolores stumbled upon it by accident. Her husband was a clinical or therapeutic hypnotist, which is how we usually think of hypnotism, right? Usually people use it to help you, you know, maybe clear a phobia or to lose weight or, you know, something like that. That would be kind of a typical therapeutic approach. And that's basically what he did. So her and her husband were doing a session, regular old hypnosis session with a woman. And all of a sudden, this whole other personality emerged out of this woman because they had accidentally regressed her to a previous life. And 
it was a you know this took place in the 60s this, and the, the life was in the 20s and she had been a flapper of all things and they were just stunned and didn't know what to do but were curious and decided to see how far this would go and and they were skeptical right so they uh, started checking for consistencies and and asking her questions doing all these sessions and I, you can read a, the, all of the transcripts in this wonderful book that i highly recommend called five lives remembered and they they ended up taking her through five lives that she remembered clear as day and that was their initiation into this work and Dolores ended up uh, exploring and spearheading this and making it her own and so she has written many many books on the subject she's kind of one of the founding people there's other people as well if you look up Michael Newton he's another one who has books on this and it's very fascinating. Most of the books are, are just transcriptions from sessions that have been done. And it's very uh, interesting to see what other people encounter, what she encountered in these sessions, and what how a lot of them are very similar and consistent to what I encounter. So that's where this method came from. I am a beyond quantum healing practitioner certified and that's kind of a it's basically a method that is based off of Dolores Cannon's work and I'm able to do this virtually with people because it transcends uh, you know energy transcends location you can do it virtually it, it works just as well as doing it uh, in person. The way that it works is very cool, in my opinion. So we walk around, most of us, in our ordinary consciousness uh, in the beta brainwave state. That's how we experience this world here on Earth, is in beta. Now, our brain also has other states. And theta is the state in which you can begin accessing the quantum realm. Quantum realm is where you can have access to any information you seek, uh, whether it's here on Earth, here in the cosmos, uh, in the astral plane, wherever. And your higher self, which is your soul, your higher self lives in your subconscious, which you can access through this theta state, and basically gathers information from the quantum realm. So you can, once you are in theta, your higher self can get any information it wants. So, you know, theta is not only accessible during hypnosis. It's also the state that when we drift off to sleep, we're in theta. 
right before we go into delta, which is the sleep state. So theta is right, right there when you're kind of falling asleep. That's a theta state. Other times you might experience it is you might experience it, you might even accidentally hypnotize yourself. <laughs> uh, so you can experience it if you accidentally hypnotize yourself, which sometimes I do. Uh, if I'm watching um, like a video, I like TikTok. <laughs> I think it's fun. Uh, you know, I might watch a Reiki video or something. And, uh, you know, the, the more I relax into it, I kind of realize that I end up hypnotizing myself, right? We can, we can do that. Um, it's also the brainwave state that people who are, when they're giving birth and they're in labor, they access the theta brain wave state in labor, which is actually triggered by the baby's descent into the pelvis. It triggers our hormones to uh, put our brain into a, a deep theta state um, once the baby gets low enough. I'm a birth doula also, so this is, I used to do this, uh, help, help moms, help my clients get into theta state all the time. Um, and I've experienced it myself during birth. I had one, oops, we're going on a tangent now. I had one birth where I experienced this. It was wild. Uh, I was in theta state for hours and hours and it's kind of like time suspends and you're just so, uh, like, relaxed and but also present to what's going on in your body you're kind of high as a kite it's a really really strange experience but it when that happens then labor just happens on its own you don't need to make it happen your body just does it for you i had a, a second labor where i didn't experience that my, my second baby and i was expecting to and so that was a very different experience but it was because he stayed high into the pelvis uh, until right before birth. So that was very different. I was not high as a kite. I was in my head. So, uh, you know, it's a, it's a naturally occurring brainwave state that happens. Oh, if you've ever heard of hypnobirthing, uh, that's the whole purpose, right? It's using hypnosis to kind of get yourself into that space. Anyway, I used to work with a lot of hypnobirthing clients back in the day before COVID <laughs> and when I was doing births in person. So while I am a quantum healer and hypnotist, I am also a life coach, which is, uh, I think a lot of people think it's kind of counterintuitive. I've, I've had people comment and say things like, oh, I'm so surprised you were drawn to thought work <laughs> you know that's a, a life coaching modality it's very cerebral right uh it's all about making becoming aware of your emotions and your thoughts and becoming more present to them and uh, not letting them um, wreak havoc <laughs> on your life and so yeah thought work is powerful it's, it, it's dealing with, and coaching, right? It's dealing with 
more surface level emotions and thoughts and and how are those um, giving you your results in your life and it's it's the perfect surface level tool sometimes you really really need that it helped me immensely immensely because I am somebody who tends to I'm a very uh, emotional person and I say that in not a derogatory way towards myself but in a um, you know, I've got, I've got lots of feelings <laughs> like that girl from Mean Girls. You know what I'm talking about? I just have a lot of feelings. That's me. Um, so, so thought work helped me a lot. And it just doesn't touch everything, right? You can do all the thought work you want, but if you have, um, if you've had a past life that you are carrying into this life, you know, usually there's maybe there's some sort of trauma there or it was just very difficult or unusual, right? Then thought work doesn't really touch that until it's brought out into the light and we access it. So that's why uh, using quantum healing hypnosis is magical as a tool because you can thought work something all you want, um, but if you don't know the source of the emotions, then you can only heal at a surface level. So that's been very healing to me, and I love that I get to integrate the two. Now, sometimes when we bring a past life up, we get instantaneous integration and healing, right? It's something that we're able to work through on our own, and sometimes we work work through it and integrate it inside the session and make that quantum leap right we get from we get from here to there in a, within the span of an hour right sometimes we need more tools we need more support to help truly integrate this part of ourselves and also set it aside for this this lifetime so that we can move forward and be grounded and be present for this life so that's where once it's out it's uncovered the tools of of coaching and thought work can be that's the thing that helps bring it all together so that we can move forward and leave leave that part of us be so that we can fully enjoy our current life so it works perfectly together so let's get into some frequently asked questions these are questions i've gotten either in response to this podcast or um, in response to my social media first one is is quantum healing hypnosis is that the same as past life regression the answer is mostly yes yes pretty much (laughs) here's the difference is that quantum healing is encompassing of not just past lives right past lives if, if you're just working with past lives that kind of paints you into a small box right 
with quantum healing, it's anything within the quantum realm, anything that you've experienced. So it could be a future life. It could be a parallel life. It could be a life as a, you know, a non-physical being, right? Maybe you were an energy or, or a part of a collective or something. Uh, it could be a life on another planet. It could be a life as an animal, right? So it's just more uh, open to whatever comes through as opposed to a very kind of narrow way of, you know, this one specific past life that is supposed to look a certain way. So whatever comes through is what we work with. And we ask the higher self to bring forth whatever it is that we need to come through in the session based off of the intention for the session. Another question I've gotten is, is this like um, working with a psychic or channeling or like a medium? And the answer is no, not really, but sort of. <laughs> so if you're seeing a psychic, you're seeing a medium, somebody like that, then you're working one-on-one -on -one with them. And they are the one that is connecting to quantum realm, to universal consciousness, right? They're the one that's pulling this information and they're relaying it to you. Whereas in a um, hypnosis session, what's happening is you are pulling your own information and it's coming out of your own mouth and we're having a conversation about it. <laughs> So even when your higher self comes forth to talk, uh, your higher self isn't talking through me. Your higher self is talking through you, through your voice. We're just allowing your higher self to use your vocal cords to speak. So you're really going through the experience yourself. So that's the big difference. Now, other people might come through during a session. You could possibly get a... Uh, a family member, an ancestor, you could get, um, you know, another, you could even get, get like a, a collective coming through, right? Who's working towards the highest good. You could get even, um, I haven't encountered this, but I know many other practitioners have, uh, people like Jesus coming through or Krishna, you know, depending on who, what you resonate and who wants to talk. Even Del Dolores Cannon will come through sometimes. I haven't experienced that, but that's very common. So <laughs> a funny one is lately, uh, I'm in this, you know, group for people who do the same thing as I do. And David Bowie's been coming through a lot, which I think is hilarious. Uh, for for people because and he just comes and wants to show people his uh, I think he has like some sort of a energy reactor or something on a planet that he's just been showing people and just saying hey you know <laughs> so you, I mean you can get anybody who wants to come through but normally in my sessions uh, it's usually just just uh the, the client and then occasionally somebody else might be present and it's just smiling at you or loving you um but they're they're usually just just there supporting you 
another question is could could somebody come through and something scary happen or you know could this be bad or frightening or some negative entity and the answer is no because the way that we set up the session it's I use uh in my in the induction script it's almost like a prayer in that it sets forth making sure that only uh, beings of the highest good can come through so we never get any anything negative or scary it's only ever um, those who are working towards your highest good sometimes maybe a spirit guide might come through or somebody like that and uh, I met my own guide through my own sessions and found out who he was that was cool so it's only ever anybody who who really loves and supports you and is is working for you to to help you in this life that kind of naturally ties into the next question which I've gotten which is how how might this clash with uh, religious beliefs? The way that I practice this and my own beliefs are are quite universal. I don't, uh, I you know, I grew up in the most loving and and quite universal um, uh, place of worship that I could possibly have experienced. I have no religious baggage. Uh, my upbringing was heavily influenced by Hinduism, but also, you know, we we also um, worship Jesus Christ. So it, it's, and also Krishna and <laughs> saints of all religions. That was in our opening prayer. I went, I, I uh, went to the Self-Realization Fellowship for many years and as a kid that's when I learned to meditate and all this uh, is founded by a yogi who came to the U.S. in the 20s to help spread um, this universal idea of religion and teach people how to meditate so um, I'm very open to all beliefs and as long as you're open to uh, opening up to this idea that it's possible that um, that this could be a tool for your highest good, then we're all good. If you come into the session feeling afraid or feeling guilty, then then you don't want to do a session. You'd want to maybe talk to me first. Uh, I'm always here to support because you you will get more out of the session when you are there and you're excited and you're um, just just here for your own greatest good and expansion as opposed to coming in kind of tentatively and scared right you you your subconscious might actually protect you and not put you under into hypnosis hypnosis if you're feeling if you're feeling terrified or something so but you can always talk to me about that i'm i'm open Another question is, uh, is this kind of like using your intuition? Uh, you know, like maybe people who have a hard time tapping into their intuition or trusting that feel like maybe this won't work for them. I've had that concern. When, when you learn to trust your intuition, what you're really doing is you're just kind of allowing yourself to tap into this universal consciousness 
and quantum realm on on the regular, right? You're just kind of allowing for that. Uh, you don't have to be spiritually advanced. You don't have, you know, in, I think we're all a little more spiritually advanced than we think, right? We, we kind of, the, the yardsticks we use to measure our spiritual advancement are usually, I think, kind of bullshit. Um, you know, we're all, we're all here to know ourselves and to know our souls and when you're open to that that's all you need you don't need to be a yogi or be um, proficient in meditating or have any psychic powers or anything Uh, as long as you are here and you you are open and you are able to tap into your heart space which which we work on during the session then then you're good. The last thing I want to touch on are just some terms that I use sometimes that might throw you off if you're, maybe you have an idea of what they mean, but you're not quite sure. Or um, maybe you just have never really thought about it. <laughs> so the first first is higher self. You hear me say that all the time. That just means your soul right? Your soul, the, your soul that lives within your subconscious, kind of personified essentially. And your higher self is always looking out for you, has deep love for you and always wants to talk and help you and is always in there listening and guiding you. So when you're tapping into your intuition, you're really tapping into your higher self. Uh, another thing I say sometimes are guides or spirit guides. That's that's the person or well, person. What a limiting term. <laughs> not really what I mean. That's uh, the the being who is guiding you in this lifetime, and this being is helped you come into this lifetime with all of the best intentions for you and is always watching and helping you and guiding you towards things. For example, um, I think we talked in, I mentioned in uh, the first episode with with Lexi how my spirit guide uh, led me to, to do this, to do this type of hypnosis work. And that's what your spirit guide does. It, he or she or it uh, nudges you in the direction that's your soul's um, path. And only has love for you. Only has love. They're, they're here in this lifetime to help you. That leads me, I guess I want to throw one more in here is, um, you know, if you have a soul's path or you have a, I think you, you, in the last episode with Desiree, you heard me talk about soul contracts or soul families. Does that mean we don't have free will or we don't have choice over what happens in our lives? And that's, that's not the case. We absolutely do. On earth, we have, we have free will. We can always choose. We can always choose our path and our our team our cosmic team right 
uh, our higher self, our guides are always just helping us stay and move towards our highest timeline. So, so the one that is uh, in our in our best interest that we will have uh, the best life with, right? We we have to make difficult decisions decisions in our lives, and our our team is always trying to help guide us towards what is always in our best interest out of love. So that's all I can think of for today. I could keep talking, but I don't want to bore you uh, as I ramble about (laughs) metaphysics and stuff like that. So I hope that helped. If you have another question, find me on social media or email me. I will link all the ways to get in contact with me in the show notes. All right. I love you all and I will see you next week. Bye-bye. Curious what your own higher self has to say about you? Are you curious what kind of life you have lived before this? Or is there a question about your life or your business that you're dying to know the answer to? Go to my website, monetflorencecoaching.com to sign up for your own soul wisdom activation. See you soon.